0: has the messiah been robbed supernatural visitations divine time travel an age-old cover-up in the middle of it all one man miraculously transformed by yeshua today on jewish voice the true identity of the messiah Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. My guest today claims that the greatest identity theft in history was when Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, was robbed of his Jewishness. Today he's here to set the story straight because he says that there are just too many who don't understand who Yeshua Jesus really is. Please welcome to the program, my good friend, Ron Cantor. Ron. Hey, buddy, good to see you. Good to see you. Let's just start right off talking. We, we have a very similar testimony because we're both from Jewish homes. And when you became a believer, you had the same story. You thought that you had to renounce your Jewish identity. Right. Explain that.
1: Well, uh- I came to faith. had an incredible supernatural experience uh, on a, uh, somewhere in the middle of North Carolina, upside down car, long story, but I ended up in the home, one house. People let me in their house. They shared with me about Yeshua. Next thing, I'm in the presence of God. End of the story is I, I gave my life to Yeshua, and I said to myself, Well, I guess I'm no longer Jewish. Based on everything I had known growing up, to be Jewish is to not believe in Jesus. I didn't really know what it meant to be Jewish, but I certainly knew what we didn't believe. So when I began to believe in Yeshua, I thought, well, I'm no longer Jewish.
0: Well, very typical. But I want to unpack that a little bit because I don't think many people watching understand this. Who was Jesus to you growing up in a Jewish home?
1: He was the son of Mr. and Mrs. Christ. (laughs) That's, you know... I remember once asking my mother about him and she simply said, well, that's the, the, the Christians believe in him, we don't. I, I did know that he was of a Jewish background, but that was all I knew. Something
0: that I say often on the program in, when I'm, in, in my articles is the misconception that Jewish people have rejected Jesus. They haven't rejected him, they just haven't heard about a Jesus that they understand is for them.
1: Right, and in the, the first believers were all Jewish. The, the revival on the day of Shavuot was a Jewish revival. When, when Paul, the rabbi, goes to Jerusalem, uh, 20 years later, there are tens of thousands of Jewish believers.
0: Which you did not know. You didn't know any of that. I, I had, didn't know any of that.
1: If you had told me back then that John the Baptist was a Jewish prophet, I, I would have said, you're crazy. How <laughs> he, was,
0: he was a Baptist. That's what I thought. So you, the, day, the day came when you realized you did not have to leave your Jewish identity, but you were establishing it.
1: I met, it was about three months after coming to faith. I met an Israeli believer uh, named Ziva, and I said to her, I said, Ziva, I also used to be Jewish. And she put her finger in my face and she said, don't you ever say that you used to be Jewish. You're still Jewish and you'll always be Jewish. And that that was a revelation. But then I began to read the New Testament and they're, the, they're Jews. They're all. It didn't happen in Rome. Mary wasn't Catholic. She she was Miriam, <laughs> a Jewish girl. And then I found out that the brother of Jesus, who we all know as James, his name was actually Jacob. There's actually no book of James in the Bible. It's the book of Jacob. And this is a story about people by the name of Miriam, Yeshua, uh, Jacob. It's a Jewish story.
0: Were you shocked when you read the New Testament and saw this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was. Uh, it was. It was incredible, because one of the things Ziva told me as well is there are Jewish, because I thought I was the only one, and then now were there two, me and Ziva. She said, no, Ron, there are actual congregations of Jewish people that meet on the Jewish Sabbath and worship Yeshua, and I said, that's, that's crazy talk. <laughs> there can't be such a place. Uh, I, I
0: can relate to every word you're saying. Talk really quickly, then we have to take a break, about the litmus test that you've established for Jewish people?
1: Well, if, if you could take away 2,000 years of Christian anti-Semitism, the pogroms, the inquisitions, the crusades, if you could uh, lock someone in a room, if you will, and just say, here, read the Bible, read the Old Covenant, read the New Testament, and decide not from what you've heard from your rabbi or what you read in a book or history, decide for yourself, is Yeshua the Messiah? I think 100 out of 100 would come away saying, of course he's the Messiah
0: if they could read what we have read and seen. right, And that we have to get that message out. We've got to take a quick break. When we come back, Ron explains how you can discover the real Yeshua, Jesus, things you need to learn and unlearn that will amaze you, maybe even shock you. We'll be right back. Jewish Voice is dedicated
2: to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua Jesus is the Messiah to the Jew first and also to the nations one way we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world even more important than the physical relief our medical help provides is the fact that our practical demonstration of his love opens the door for us to share the good news. Today, we are just weeks away from our next medical clinic in Zimbabwe, in which we will reach a remote tribe known as the Lemba. They are possibly descendants of one of the lost tribes of Israel. Our volunteer medical professionals will provide medical care, dental care, and eye care, all free of charge, to thousands of men, women and children, many of whom have never even seen a doctor or dentist. Will you help these precious people? Every gift, large or small, will make a difference in someone's life as you respond with a gift of $35 or more. We want to send you Ron Cantor's book, Identity Theft, One Jewish Man's Search for the Truth and the Battle to Keep Him from Finding It. This is a captivating novel about a man who is miraculously transformed after experiencing supernatural visitations from an angel who takes him back in time to the days of Yeshua, Jesus. This book clearly demonstrates how knowing the real identity of Jesus as Yeshua the Jew will help you to know him better. In addition, we'll also send you a copy of Jonathan Bernis' personal testimony called, Tasting the Bread of Life, One Man's Search for the Messiah. This inspiring CD will have you laughing and learning as you follow Jonathan's journey from darkness to faith in Jesus, filled with wonderful anecdotes, strong teaching and scriptural truths. It's a great resource you will love and a great tool to give to Jewish friends in your life who may be searching. Please call, click, or write now, and please be as generous as possible. When you respond, you'll be providing life-saving medical help to very needy Jewish people. And the book, Identity Theft, along with Jonathan's testimony, Tasting the Bread of Life, will not only bless you, they will be a constant reminder of your partnership with us to demonstrate God's love. Thank you.
0: I'm back with Ron Cantor who's come all the way from Israel and he's explaining how Yeshua, the Messiah of Israel, became Jesus, the Christ of Christianity. Ron recently wrote this book called Identity Theft, One Jewish Man's Search for the Truth and the Battle to Keep Him from Finding It. I love the title of this book, Identity Theft. What was the inspiration for for this?
1: Well. I didn't know that was the title until I got about halfway through it. And I started thinking, what am I going to call this book, which is about, and let me just say this. I wrote the book to answer one question. What happened between Acts 15, where you have a bunch of Jewish men arguing over what will we do with these Gentiles that want to believe in our Messiah? Do they have to become Jewish? What happened between then and 1983, when I said to myself, after coming to faith, I'm no longer Jewish. And uh, what I realized is there was an identity theft, and uh, Yeshua was turned into something that he's not. He was basically made a Gentile. The Jewish roots of the New Covenant uh, were ethnically cleansed, if you will, and it became a different story, a non-Jewish story. In in
0: fact, the Acts 15 dilemma is completely the opposite. It's reversed. 180 from what do we do with Gentiles who are coming into a Jewish faith and belief in a Jewish Messiah to what do we do with Jews now?
1: When, when Peter walks into Cornelius' house, reluctantly, only after a vision and angels and dreams, he reluctantly walks into the house of a Gentile, begins to share the gospel with them, and then the Holy Spirit falls on the Gentiles. And what does the Jewish fisherman say? He says, who can stop these Gentiles from being baptized. Now as a Jewish guy, that's quite funny because nobody would ever think of Gentiles being baptized. They, they always get baptized. But it was, as a Jew, I was very reluctant to go into the waters of immersion because of forced baptisms and things like that in history. But everything has been turned upside down.
0: You have an endorsement from an incredible writer, Stephen Mansfield, and I loved what he, what he says, and I wanna read it. He uses fiction. You use fiction, humor, a bit of fantasy, and a time traveler's imagination to tell us a tale that ought to be told. He makes us know Jesus anew. And that's what it's all about.
1: How do you make Jesus, knowing Jesus anew? Can you talk about that? Well, we explore the Jewish roots of the New Covenant. And let me just say, this identity theft is a novel. It's a story about a Jewish man discovering these uh, the, the Jewish roots of the faith, because he, like you, like me, was very reluctant. And so we disc- dis- explore the Jewish roots of the New Covenant, uh, the fact that there was a revival in Jerusalem, that there were tens of thousands of Jewish believers, that they continued to live as Jews, that the biggest issue in the New Testament, the biggest doctrinal fight in the New Testament, as we mentioned earlier, was over what do we do with the Gentiles. So we try and introduce the reader, to how a Jewish person wrestles with the issue of Yeshua. And as the fellow in the book, David, is discovering little by little the fact that not only is it a Jewish story, but if Yeshua came for any group of people, he came for the Jews. I
0: I love that you've turned it into fiction, which is what Jonathan Kahn did in The Harbinger that makes it so, so compelling. He takes biblical truth and he weaves a story around it. Um, Our good friend Michael Brown says, riveting, revelatory, entertaining, enlightening.
1: Well, what happened is I didn't write it as a novel. I wrote it as a teaching. I finished the entire book and I was two days away from sending it into the publisher. Just a nice teaching. Felt very good about it. And I had this thought, Ron, you've written it incorrectly. You need to rewrite this book as a novel. Now, I've never given birth to a baby, but it did take nine months to write it, and it it, it was like... I
0: understand, by the
1: way. (laughs) It was like a doctor saying, you know what, you've just delivered your baby, but we're going to put it back in for just a few more months. And I said, no way, I can't rewrite the book. Uh, But I got an email from a woman who had helped me edit the book, and she said, Ron, I had a vision. And in the vision, a a, a, um, butterfly came out of a cocoon too early and never reached its full potential. And she said, it's your book. And I said, no, no. And so I I shared the the idea with my daughter. And she said, Dad, you've got to do it. I said, you know what? I'll do one chapter. I'll rewrite one chapter. I rewrote it. The next day I woke up and said, Danielle, sit, I want to read this to you. I read the chapter to her about three-fourths of the way through the first chapter. She, my 19-year-old daughter, burst into tears. And then I burst into tears, and we're crying there together, and I thought, it's good. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're on the right track. <laughs> time, time travel always works. So you take us back to a first century believer and yes. what his life We
1: take you, it's a 21st century man going on an angelic visitation back to the first century to meet. The first-century believers give
0: us a glimpse of that life, okay? Give us a glimpse of that first-century life. Well, first of all, they without were, giving too much away.
1: Well, well, first of all, they were Jewish. What was a Jew expecting in the first century? What was his hope? What was he longing for? The Messiah. Simeon is in the temple day and night praying, and he has a promise that he's not going to die until the Lord sends the Jewish Messiah. Anna's praying for the same thing, and so when these first Jews began to believe in the Messiah, if you had come to them and said, hey, praise God, welcome to the Christian church you, in this new religion, they would have, what are you, crazy? We are Jews who have found the Messiah. That's why, by the way, that the first instinct when the Gentiles began to believe was to circumcise them and have them convert to Judaism. It, it made sense. They're believing in the Jewish Messiah. It was a revelation from God that the Gentiles didn't have to become Jewish. But these first Jewish believers, they, and, and you know, I, I, if you read the, the book of Acts chapter 2, uh, we talk about baptism uh, as a non-Jewish thing. But here in, on Acts chapter 2, there's a, uh, the Holy Spirit is poured, poured out, 3,000 Jewish men plus women and children are born again that day and the Bible says they were immersed in water, where? They're in Jerusalem. There's no, there's no Mediterranean Sea. There's, no, there's not even a Dead Sea. There's no, because there was over 50 immersion tanks already in the temple area that they used when you would go to sacrament. Baptism was a Jewish
0: thing. These were Jews that had found their promised Messiah. Right. There was no concept of another religion. That, that's really changed. And when today. they
1: went into those waters of immersion, it wasn't part of a Christian tradition. This was what Jews did, although it was a new thing because it was a, it, they were receiving the Messiah. And I can only imagine, because they said to, to Simon Peter, they said, what must we do? says they were cut to the heart. And I believe they went into the waters in sin, in agony, realizing that the Messiah had been crucified and then came out of those we just read black and white, but I, I just can't imagine the radical joy in Jewish Jerusalem in the first century. Do you find when Christians g-
0: grab a hold of, of the real identity of who Jesus is, is Yeshua, that a light goes on? There, it's like being some say being born again again all
1: all i can tell you is that the responses that i get the emails i get from people especially those who've never considered the jewish roots of the faith they one fellow wrote me and said i grew up in an evangelical background i never considered these things my eyes have been open and and the 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 comment we get from most people is once i started reading i I couldn't put it down
0: well i'm thrilled that you've done this i just we just have a minute left you've come to us all the way from israel you you married an israeli You felt the Lord call you to Israel for her to move back to Israel. And you've been serving the Lord there. And you have seen Jewish people hungry for the Lord. There's an awakening and a hunger for the Messiah. Really briefly talk about that.
1: Well, we live in the Tel Aviv area, and Tel Aviv is a lot like New York City, Sin City. Uh, Not religious at all, but there is a spiritual hunger. In In our congregation, we believe that if Israelis come in, they will feel... The presence of God. And we've seen, we tell people, bring your friends, because we know that once they taste and see, they're going to want. And we've seen many Israelis come to faith simply by coming to a worship service. And, and it's, they say, okay, there's Israelis, they speak Hebrew, but this isn't a typical synagogue, and the presence of God is there.
0: Well, there, there is some, it's a new day. It's the time to favor Zion. Keep up the great work. Ron's book, Identity Theft, is a captivating novel about one Jewish man's search for truth, and it will help you to better understand who Jesus was and is. We'll be right back. Jewish Voice is dedicated to
2: proclaiming the Gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah. To the Jew first, and also to the nations, One way we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Even more important than the physical relief our medical help provides is the fact that our practical demonstration of His love opens the door for us to share the good news. Today we are just weeks away from our next medical clinic in Zimbabwe, in which we will reach a remote tribe known as the Lemba. They are possibly descendants of one of the lost tribes of Israel. Our volunteer medical professionals will provide medical care, dental care, and eye care, all free of charge, to thousands of men, women, and children, many of whom have never even seen a doctor or dentist. Will you help these precious people? Every gift, large or small, will make a difference in someone's life. As you respond with a gift of $35 or more, We want to send you Ron Cantor's book, Identity Theft, One Jewish Man's Search for the Truth and the Battle to Keep Him from Finding It. This is a captivating novel about a man who is miraculously transformed after experiencing supernatural visitations from an angel who takes him back in time to the days of Yeshua, Jesus. This book clearly demonstrates how knowing the real identity of Jesus as Yeshua the Jew will help you to know Him better. In addition, we'll also send you a copy of Jonathan Bernis' personal testimony called Tasting the Bread of Life, One Man's Search for the Messiah. This inspiring CD will have you laughing and learning as you follow Jonathan's journey from darkness to faith in Jesus. Filled with wonderful anecdotes, strong teaching, and scriptural truths, it's a great resource you will love and a great tool to give to Jewish friends in your life who may be searching. Please call, click, or write now, and please be as generous as possible. When you respond, you'll be providing life-saving medical help to very needy Jewish people. And the book, Identity Theft, along with Jonathan's testimony, Tasting the Bread of Life, will not only bless you, they will be a constant reminder of your partnership with us to demonstrate God's love.
0: Thank you. He is coming back soon. And that's why we exist as a ministry to proclaim Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, to the world. One Jewish community that we're reaching out to is the Beta Israel, the House of Israel in Ethiopia. Jewish Voice now holds three outreaches there every year to provide medical care, dental care, eye care, all completely free of charge, but most importantly, We tell them about Yeshua. Here's a closer look at the Beta Israel, the House of Israel in Gondar, Ethiopia. Dr. Eugene, this is your first clinic. What's your impression so far? Oh, I love it. Uh, It's been a a remarkable experience for us. Uh, It's my first, actually my second mission trip to do. And uh, when we came down to Ethiopia, we've had a really remarkable time. It's been very, very fulfilling. Um, I'm pretty settled in my career, but I always felt that there was still something missing. And um, I, I am a big giver, and so I felt that this was the next step to use the, the skill that God has given me to to help mankind.
1: When you're here, you get an
0: opportunity to serve God, and it's, it's almost like your act of worship, your act of sacrifice, is helping his own. It's like giving a cold cup of water to the least of it these. It's the person in front of you is Jesus, and you're showing their your love to them. So it's and changed you? It's. It it feels like it brings me closer to God when I can His children that are hurting.
1: I am so happy to be here. Um, I was here three years ago, and I've been dying to come back ever since. There's, there's, it's hard to find words to describe how, what it's like to actually be here. You know, you see things on TV, you hear about it from your friends, but when you're actually here, it's a whole nother It's a whole other ball
0: field. When you look outside of the clinic at the masses of humanity, thousands of people waiting to get in, it truly is about helping a multitude. But for our volunteers, it's that one life that uh, was transformed, that touched their heart.
3: Imagine a life of hardship, hunger, and despair, teetering on a knife-edge existence with no promise of tomorrow. Your health has been on the decline for years and there exists no state or county clinic to help you. You're on your own. As an Ethiopian Jew, part of the Beta Israel community, you are an outcast. Marginalized by society and despised by neighbors. This is the harsh reality for so many here. This is the life of Wakaya Gedi. Today, she's making the difficult journey over the hilly and dusty roads of Gondar dodging cars, goat herds, and crowds of people. A hike that will take her an hour and a half on blistered feet. But she's heard about the clinic, and it's a -a once-in-a-lifetime chance to get the medical attention she desperately needs, having endured abdominal pain brought on by complications during pregnancy. This will be the very first time she sees a physician. Dr. Lawrence is an emergency room doctor from Dallas. He wants to check her heart and lung functions to assess her overall health.
0: Now treating her for her pain, but uh, she's gonna need to go to the GYN for continued workout.
3: Dr. Fajardo from Columbia is a specialist at the clinic and was able to give her an ultrasound on site to aid in her diagnosis. It's the very first medical treatment of such she has ever received. And she is most likely unaware of the important role it plays in her health care. I just found out that this was the first time that she had seen a doctor. And um, if that problem keeps going, they will meet to be repaired surgically. If you do all the prevention before, she will prevent surgery. She will prevent a lot of
0: problems in the long run.
3: Here in the prayer tent, she meets with volunteers who administer much needed prayer for her health and family, as well as encouragement in hopes of lifting her spirit that is understandably downtrodden, offering a chance to unload the tremendous burden she shoulders each day. Hearing the good news of Yeshua, the spiritual counseling she receives is perhaps the first time she is told that while she has been abandoned, she is not forgotten or alone. That God sees her plight and is reaching out to her even this very day through these volunteers, acting as the hands and His feet of Yeshua.
0: come with us. God has a place for you. To find out how you can volunteer for an outreach, send an email to us at outreach at jvmi.org. Once again, that's outreach at jvmi.org. We'll be right back.
2: What ancient prophecies concerning the last days are being fulfilled today before our very eyes? What events taking place in Israel are spoken of in the Bible and what will happen next? How will all this affect us and how can you prepare? This summer, join Jonathan Burness to find out the answers to these questions and more as we cruise to beautiful Alaska. Hear teaching from Jonathan that include end times prophecy briefings, Middle East updates and what the Bible says will happen next in Israel, the prophetic significance of the Feasts of Israel, like Passover and Tabernacles, the Jewish Jesus, and your Jewish roots. From July 13th through July 20th, you can find Jonathan and his family on this majestic Alaskan cruise, where you'll hear extensive teaching, along with dynamic Messianic praise and worship, and inspirational concerts from one of the most anointed Messianic performers in the world, concert violinist Maurice Sklar. Experience some of the most breathtaking scenery in the world and enjoy great fellowship with other believers and dynamic teaching from Jonathan. Places are limited, so register now. Call Jabez Travel at 1-888-435-3787 and join us this July in Alaska.
0: I want to personally invite you to join my family and I on this incredible cruise to Alaska. We're going to dig into the scriptures together. We're going to spend great time in fellowship and worship. It's an opportunity of a lifetime. So please join us this summer in Alaska. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now one way that we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. We've been able to demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, dental care, eye care, eye surgery, all completely free of charge, but most importantly, the gospel. And it's through your faithful support that we're able to make a difference in their lives. As our way of saying thank you today, I'd like to send you a wonderful novel, a wonderful book of fiction. It's called Identity Theft, Uh, One Jewish Man's Search for the Truth and the Battle to Keep Him from Finding It. This book is a captivating novel about the real Jesus and his Jewish identity. It clearly explores how knowing the real identity of Jesus as Yeshua the Jew will help you to know him better. I also want you to have a copy of my testimony. It's a funny story. It's called Tasting the Bread of Life, One Man's Search for the Messiah. This is my story, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Before I leave you, I want to remind you, as I always do, the Bible exhorts us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and tells us they shall prosper that love thee. This is Jonathan Berners saying Shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners
1: like you.